Today's episode of the Rough Drafts Podcast is brought to you by the newly updated sportsbook at Unicorn.com. Unicorn has been a sponsor since the beginning, and this is honestly the best looking and most convenient the site has ever really been. Their new TV guide style layout has made finding and betting a breeze. And with a newly designed and intuitive bet slip, all the information and even access to multi-bets are at your fingertips. I've already gotten started with my LPL and LCK outrights, and even though it's only been a day into the regular season, KT has already let me down, but Unicorn won't. So check out Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Hello, Internet. My name is Walter C80's Fedchuck, your Guest Alliance World Heavyweight Champion, and welcome to day two of our 2017 League of Legends World Championship team by team preview episodes. We've already covered the reigning. I don't want to say undefeated because they're not undefeated. Champions in SK Telecom and also EDG out of Group A. We're going to finish up Group A right here on this episode. And I cannot think of anyone that would rather talk about this team that we're going to talk about today than my good friend and my co-host, Chase Red Shirt King Lossener. Chase, we get to talk about our first Taiwanese team today. Aren't you super excited? Uh, excited's a strong word. I, I think I have things I'm interested to see how they play out. I definitely have moments and players that I can point to and say that I really enjoyed this one thing. I think... This is not a great team that we're talking about today. Like, however you want to slice it, whatever you want to say, just because we've seen them not do well at international tournaments before, because we saw them struggle in the regular season of the of the LMS, whatever you want to point to, there are clear flaws here that I think put them a tier below the competition that we discussed yesterday. So I, it's hard for me to get as excited as I was for that, but I do think... We're going to learn a lot about AHQ and what they value as an organization at this event because, once again, they're being put to a test that I think they have to meet if they're going to be a team that we're supposed to be taking seriously in the long run. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Well, well let's talk about taking seriously because AHQ have now been to, I think, every world championship since season four. I if want I, to believe that's if correct. I, if I'm correct in my assumption, they haven't made a ton of roster changes since then. It's pretty much been this same sort of five-man unit. So, Chase, if we haven't taken them seriously up until now, what what has changed potentially this year? Why should we take them seriously this year if in the past we might not have? Well, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to the 2015 AHQ squad that made it out of the group stage which is something that North America has not done in that time frame. So maybe we shouldn't say didn't take seriously at all. But outside of that, had to get that dig in. I, I think the problem that people have with this team mostly is the Chawi versus rest or debate that has come up time and time again and is one that is immensely frustrating for both sides of the issue, You know, depending on whether you're a hardcore LMS fan or a very casual fan who's just watching the World Championship and wants to have an idea of what's going on, 
for completely different reasons. If you're a diehard fan like myself, you see the potential that a guy like Charlie has, a player who does have this kind of roaming ability to get out of his lane, win his lane, get those moments going on the sideways, get the rest of his teammates going in these kind of skirmishes. Very mechanically strong player, and he doesn't really play all that often. And, you know, if you want to get excited about this team, you would say, well, if he does play, things can go really well. And, and there's a lot of reasons why we would believe that, you know, certainly of the two mid laners, I think he is the most talented one on their roster at this point in their careers. And it does seem like the team plays a little bit more cohesively when they're around. Their game three against Flash Wolves in that final series was the best that they looked in that series. They still lost the game and they still threw in a couple of big spots, but at least they were putting themselves in the position. And I think that maybe with a little bit more practice with Charlie, which they could have gotten over this last month or so, things could look a lot smoother, things could look very comfortable. Um, I, I think that it's, it's frustrating because the team that people see at Worlds every year and the team that you know, people get excited by if you're a casual fan is the team with Westor on. Because Westor is this big highlight player, right? He'll have that great Fizz game where we're like, oh my God, how can he play Fizz on an international stage? Got three kills in the first 10 minutes. What the hell? And we're like, oh, that's so cool. And then they don't win. And we remember that kills don't equal victories. And this player that is maybe exciting to see, certainly one of the AHQ fans, you know, he's got a lot of fangirls. He's got a lot of, you know, people who believe are, are AHQ fans because of him. And, and the team has a lot of, uh, has put a lot of priority in letting him continue to be the face of the organization, you know, not wanting to remove him from his starting spot given how much he's given back to the team uh, over the years. So it, it's, it's tough for them, for, for me to imagine that they're going to finally let that go and let their best five players hit the rift. But if they do, this could be, this could be the difference maker. That would be the thing that sets them apart from previous years is that Chawi has only gotten better since we've seen him enter the league. And I do think there's potential there and they've had time to actually get into that and expand upon it during this break in theory. The question is whether I think in practice they will actually execute on that potential. And that's why I'm not so excited to talk about this team because yeah, I don't there's, I there's faith a, in it. There is, a, there is a massive, massive, enormous but at the end of absolutely everything that you just said. Chase, I consider myself the most casual of casual Taiwanese fans. That's I literally only watch them when I have to at Worlds because... They're on my screen for some reason. Why on earth do I have to watch this region play? But what I was going to say, casual fandom and hate watching are two different They're things. They're a Paul's region. It's fine. Uh, Chase, I'm not excited to see West Star play. No, I, I, I don't, I don't get this warm fuzzy feeling in my, in my stomach when I see AHQ that I'm sure a number of people do because I just don't think West Star is good. I don't think he's, I think he's great. Overrated. He's not. He doesn't provide what this team needs, uh, and the two most important aspects of the game he's not good enough in the early game nowadays his landing has never been great but it's gotten worse i would say over the years i think it's a very exploitable laning phase uh, which is a concern because so much of this meta involves being able to snowball little advantages and if you can't get enough of a lead in the early game if you don't think you're going to be able to at least keep even so that your jungler has a very good reason to keep up with you and really 
uh, you know, make plays in that lane and really get some snowballing going, well, then you're a dead lane in a lane that desperately needs to have a little bit of, of momentum under it. And then on the other end, if you're not able to get out of lane, which right now Westor is actually spending more time in lane on the games that he's playing than Chawi, someone that we do think of as a better laner, because Chawi can convert little laning advantages and then go to the rest of the map and try to make advantages elsewhere for his teammates. This meta is so heavily defined by who is able to get out, who's able to make the tower dive, who's making the proactive plays that enable your team to get ahead. And Westor can play champions like Twisted Fate all he wants, and he will, for the record. He will absolutely play Twisted Fate. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see it picked on the World Championship stage, despite the fact that it's a terrible idea. He will do it. But he'll somehow spend less time ganking and roaming around the map than a much more traditional champion like a Syndra. And that, to me, is the ultimate failing when it comes to Westor, is that while he is certainly a leader, uh, certainly someone that you point to all the intangibles that he's demonstrated over the years, there's a reason AHQ have put so much into him, there's a reason the fans love him so much. He's not giving you what you need on the Rift right now. And I think that you have to be able to let that go. You have to have that moment like Cloud9 had where finally they had to admit that High wasn't going to be in their five starters and they needed to find another way to shot call and they needed to let, they, they couldn't just keep letting those micro disadvantages pile up. They ended up being better for it. I think when AHQ finally does it, they will be better off for it. But, I, I mean, they, we've known this now for at least a year and a half, and probably two, and they haven't learned it yet. And there's a big part of me that thinks they just don't want to. They just want to believe that Westor will figure it out, that he's this great player, and he always will be, and therefore we should continue to give everything his way. And I think that that is a big mistake. At the end of the day, Chase, we, we spent a lot of focus on, on Charlie and Westor. Is there another player on this team that maybe we should shine a bit of a spotlight on that we should potentially pay attention to? Because this, this Charlie-Westor debate has been a debate for, for the better part of two years now in yeah. terms of international play. Um, maybe inside the region it's not as big of a deal because they are a fairly successful team still inside their own region. But for us international fans... I don't care about Westor. I don't care about Chawe. Is there someone else that I can kind of look at and go, okay, this is kind of the hidden gem uh, uh, of AHQ? Poor Chawe. He deserves to be well-loved. But one day, hashtag the dream. Look, I still like this bot lane. Uh, mostly Albus. I think he, we saw him put a very heavy priority on champions with hook potential, not so much ardent sensor, much more thrash and blitz cranks when given the opportunity. He's totally a guy who I could see playing like a support Nautilus. We haven't necessarily seen him do it this meta, but we've seen him play it in the past, so it's definitely in play. I think that he's very good at making those kinds of picks and in getting some vision along the way and roaming with his teammates at about a three or four man skirmish when they're able to have the opportunity. I think that On is a solid player. I think his champion pool is a little bit limiting right now. Uh, we're seeing him play things like Varus and Jinx and it's, you know, these are fine champions in theory, they're just not very mobile, and in a meta in which there are so many great dive comps, that seems like a big concern to me. Uh, I, and unfortunately, I, I think Ziv and Mountain have fallen off uh, on the top half of the map. Mountain in particular, you know, Ziv will have good games and bad games. He's not a bad player by any means. He's just not as good as we once thought he was going to be. Mountain just looks bad. I, I think that his 
pathing is uninspired. I think he's almost always a step behind his opposing jungler. Uh, I think that he has gotten caught out far too often uh, in the mid game trying to secure what little vision that they're going to grab because, let's face it, the mid lane and the top lane aren't really helping with, uh, with vision when it comes to AHQ. So it's... I think that if they're going to do well, it's going to be because they have Chawi in there leading them in a more teamfight-oriented manner. I think it's going to be because On gets put in a good laning situation and Alba sets him up very well in the early game, and then they're able to kind of play out the map from there. It's just a matter of how often are we going to see all of those things come into effect, especially when Mountain is the jungler, and having a jungler that is not very good at being proactive in this particular meta makes all of those concepts a lot harder to execute mm -hmm. on, especially against such a difficult group, because those are two very difficult teams that stand above them that they'd somehow have to get through if we were going to see them emerge, which I just... Spoiler alert. No, I don't, I don't think they're getting out of so this that, So that's your final prediction. They're not going to make it out of this group. No. I think they'll be very happy if they get a 2-4 record out of this. Uh, I think a 1-5 is in play, depending on who that fourth team in the group is. We do not know that at the time of recording. I think that for two out of the four, I, I, I'd say confidently AHQ could get a 2-0. The other two out of the four, I expect they could go 1-1. One one. Uh, they're lucky that they won't have to go up against Team WE, so that helps a lot. But I just don't think that this team is, is good enough to really compete with an Edward Gaming. Edward Gaming is more cohesive in their, in their team fight decisions. They're much more cohesive in terms of being able to pull the trigger and really take advantage of those moments. And mm. Scout is just so much better <laughs> that at, at just moving around the map and taking advantage of those things than, than a West or will ever be at this point in, the, in his career. And I don't think I need to explain why AHQ's macro issues will be torn to shreds against SK Telecom. I think that, hopefully we all agree on that. This is, uh, I think, a very difficult group for them, and I think that they're... They're a ninth to 12th place team, and that's where they're going to be until they make significant changes to how they run their team and how they run the, the shot-calling things. And finally, 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 finally move on from West Favre. I mean West Door. Because that's, that's, he keeps retiring, and he should, he should actually do it. That's... That's that wasn't a funny part. joke, folks. Oh, I'm on. sorry. That wasn't a, that wasn't a good a joke. S someone someone laughed at that somewhere, right? Like, comment, subscribe if you like that joke. <laughs> listen, validate me. <laughs> listen, when even the rough drafts Taiwanese expert doesn't think this team is any good, you know the team probably isn't very good. Everyone knows my thoughts on Taiwan. I don't think this team deserves to be here. <sighs> but they are. They're going to be fodder for SKT and ENEG, and I think we all can enjoy that. And if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button down at the bottom. Go ahead and like and follow along on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your audio podcasts. Stick around later today because we are going to start out on Group B because thanks to the magic of recording, we don't have all four teams in Group A yet. There are still playing matches that are having to happen. So we're going to scooch on over to Group B, get started with them. And as always, you can follow us along on Twitter, I'm at C80s underscore LOL. Where can the good folks at home find you, Chase? Uh, you can find me at RedshirtKing. I love to keep those conversations going with you guys. I do read every comment, so please feel free to get that uh, keep that discussion going. And definitely come and join our Discord, where we've got a lot of 
very excited discussions recently. We're going to try to watch more of the games live with you guys. So definitely something that uh, you should absolutely join in if you enjoy this kind of thing. And keep tuned to this channel because we're going to do every team. All 16 are going to be covered before we head into the official main event group stage. So you're definitely going to want to be at this spot uh, moving forward. Absolutely. So stick around. We still have one more team for today, and that's going to be over in Group B. And until then, goodbye, Internet. You can follow the Rough Drafts Podcast on all your favorite social media sites. Twitter, at Rough Drafts Pod. Facebook.com, backslash Rough Drafts Pod. SoundCloud.com, backslash Esports Rough Drafts. YouTube.com, backslash Rough Drafts Podcast as well as on iTunes by searching for The Rough Dress Podcast. The Rough Dress Podcast is supported by our lovely Patreons at patreon.com backslash Pod and by viewers like you. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.